Hello and welcome to a special episode of Damn It Vince, uh, ending the year with an interview with another member from the British wrestling scene. I'm very excited for this one. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself and um, where we can find you on Twitter? Yeah, so uh, I'm Kevin Lloyd. Uh, you might know me as Sexy Kev. Um, I, uh, yeah, and I'm not on Twitter. Uh, if you search at Kev Lloyd Pro, uh, that's the same hashtag for my Twitter, my Facebook, uh, Facebook and my Instagram as well. Uh, a little bit about me, I, uh, I, I train out a lot of the snake pit, so I'm really, my, my wrestling style, I'm really into more grappling style. Uh, as of late anyway, the past few years I've been doing sexy Kev, so I've been very much, uh, you know, shaking my hips and um, rip off pants and all that. So I've had a bit of a change the past few years, but yeah, a bit about me. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us. We've, we've, re- we've really enjoyed doing these interviewing people from the scene as we've got into it since about September, was it, Joe? Was it about a year now, one? yeah. Went to Catch 2, that was our first first show. Um, and I've done all the catches since, and uh, OPW as well. So it's been it's been nice doing these interviews. And obviously, Joe, you were here as well. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm always here, though. It's That's, that's taken as a given. Uh, it was no Joe, that, no the, the, the thing where we we first saw you at OPW, and uh, I went to the bar, and the barman said, he's still doing that same shit he was doing two years ago. About me. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> mate, that's harsh. But also, he's more over here than literally anyone else in the room. Oh, they love it up there. Yeah, but in Morecambe, the... Um... Yeah, I think sexy Kev's uh, there to stay in Morecambe. They absolutely <laughs> love it. And uh... when I when I when I went to the bar, there was the woman who was serving me was like, "Ah, Kev, I love Kev. Yeah. He doesn't change." I was like, yeah. "Turn around." I was like, "Alright." Oh, yeah. um, all right, then we'll, we've got a few questions for you if you don't mind. Um, obviously, as I said we've just got into the scene recently. So, like, if if there was people like us a few months ago trying to get into it, how would you how would you sell that scene to somebody who maybe only knows the mainstream stuff they see on TV? Uh, the British scene. Uh, so I think of it as so when you go to watch WWE uh, or any other promotions, and you're in an arena, and you're like you're a few rows back from you know from. You might be on the lower tier, let's say. Um, and I don't think you get that connection with the crowd the same way that an, an indie show would. When you're in, in an indie show, you might only be as far as five rows back, let's say, maximum. And you got people will actually get in your face and, you know, ah, in, in your <laughs> face. And it's a lot more uh, intimate, I think, compared to WWE style uh, in the arenas, that is. So I definitely prefer, if I was going to go to an indie show, personally as a fan, if I was going to go to an indie show or a, you know, like a WWE show, it'd be definitely an indie show. I just think there's a lot more engagement with the crowd, with you as an individual. There are people that actually point you out in the crowd at an indie show, and you know, and you'll, um, you know, it, it, whether face or heel, and actually, yeah, there's a lot more int- intimacy. So I think that's the best part of the British scene, and also as well, it's nice to see there's a lot more freedom as well on the indie scene. So the the kind of matches that you can have, um, you know, and, and you you get to see a lot of different styles, and you, it's, it's cool to see people then. That you that you've been watching on the indie scene to then make that step into WWE. You know, if you're a fan of WWE, the best place to watch the future stars is on the indie scene. And then when they make it to WWE, you're like, oh, I was watching him or her for like years on the indie scene. And you know, it's um, I think I think we've got something special with the indie scene in, in the UK, definitely. Well, it's booming, really. Like, I mean, we mm. we got into it, but like everywhere we look, every every place, city, town, there seems to be promotions. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. great. It, it really is, but it's, there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. You can't get everywhere, Nottingham especially, because you're impossible to get to. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of um. I think in the northwest you, you do see the same a lot of the same faces and your fans a lot, a lot of different shows in different towns. You, you might be in Liverpool one night and the next night you're in Manchester or even um, Morecambe. And there's fans that will go from you know travel from Manchester up to Morecambe and you know, they, they they travel around a lot as well. But yeah, I think 
I think it'll be tough to try and do all the shows in the Northwest. That's a that's a big task if you, as a fan to keep up with them all. Uh, a lot of promotions obviously have got their own following. Say like Future Shock, they'll be drawing the same fans you know month after month. But if you were yeah some like hardcore fans that go around a lot of different promotions, they uh, yeah that's like a full time job. That is. They're doing as much tra- traveling as we are on the roads. You travel together with people. Oh no no not not with the fans no but uh, no no like with uh, with the other with the wrestlers and that. Yeah yeah so sometimes we'll car share. Um, especially, yeah, like if I'm going up to Morecambe, let's say, I always pick up Tony Knox. So he's the, the photographer. Um, he does a lot of shows in the Northwest, so even in, in the UK. And uh, I always pick Tony up to, to Morecambe. He's, I live in Warrington. He lives in Wigan. So it's just, yeah. it, it makes, makes sense. And I, I always enjoy our car travels as well. We always have a good chat as well. It's about an hour and a half journey there. And yeah, sometimes the, the car journeys themselves uh, can be as, as much fun as doing the show, the wrestling show. When we went to catch um, four, we were like, hold on, Scotty Rock's on this card and he's in OPW tonight, which we couldn't go to because we were at catch. Yeah. And we're like, he, he's driving between the two shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember, um, I, obviously I wasn't in that match, but I remember there's a bit of commotion of like, is he going to make it in time? And there's a bit of uh, wobby backstage, but he made it. He made it in time. Yeah, I remember that. Busting through that door, didn't he? Like he were on fire. Yeah, he was... <laughs> I think he came in his gear. I, I think he turned up in his gear. He Dived through trouble. the car window. And was yeah, go, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> what what got you into the into wrestling and 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 the business itself? Uh, so I enjoyed. I was watched. I started watching wrestling in. 2002 so i would have been in year six so i started watching wrestling then and i was really hooked on it and it was only until probably uh i think it was like year nine so you kind of start thinking about like what i'm going to start doing next year gcse level and you start trying to think don't you about a future career what do you want to do when you're older and all this and i think a lot of people like myself had no idea what they wanted to do but the only thing i did know i wanted to do was professional wrestle uh i wanted to all, all the guys that i idolized and watched on tv they were like me. They enjoyed wrestling as a kid and they grew up to be professional wrestlers. And I was like, that's, that's the only thing I envisioned that I actually wanted to do. So that was about, that was about 14 to made my mind up there. And then I started, I started training. I only started training when I was like 20 years old. I originally started Thai boxing when I was 18. Got really into that. Got into, you know, to some martial arts. And then about 20 years old, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a stab at this. Started to learn professional wrestling. So I started going to Grand Pro Wrestling in Manchester. I think, I think they've merged now with, with Pinfall, I think. But I started going there and I'd go every Sunday and I learn. Um, yeah, I go every Sunday, whether hangover or not, I'd be there. If you had a hangover, <laughs> yeah, someone's throwing you around and you, you know, your tummy feels and you're hungover. And, uh, but yes, on, on two hours sleep as well. But I go every Sunday, there for like three hours, you'd learn how to wrestle. Uh, yeah, and then, and then I did that for about two years. And then eventually I started venturing out to, to other training schools because the thing about pro wrestling, it, like, it is about who you know as well. So if you can network, get to know more people, you know, and then that's how you start getting bookings and things like that. You know, I've had it before when Future Shock, I started training at Future Shock in maybe 2014 or 15. And I was in the room at the time and the promoter at the time, Dave Rain, got a, uh, a message to say, you know, that one of the lads had got injured for a show in two nights time. And he was like, oh, crap, I need someone to fill in you know, for this person. And I just so happened to be stood next to him. He said to me, what are you doing on, fr- on Saturday night? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm free. And that was it. That's how I got on Future Shock. It was only by chance. Like, unfortunately, someone got injured. But that's the only way I got on Future Shock was, you know, I, I was stood in the right in place the at the vicinity. right time. <laughs> yeah, I was literally stood to his, to his left. And he just looked at me and went, what are you doing on Saturday night? And that's how I got on. I, I debuted there in a, a sexy Kev in a rumble. I came out number 30. 
and you know sexy sexy and i know it hit and it just came out i know i did i was going in the middle of the ring i was just dancing and i just clotheslining people and everyone remembered that and then that's how it stayed on then people i got a good pop and good reaction and that's how things went from there but yeah it's definitely so i started venturing out um started venturing out to different training schools trying to meet more people and also pick up more skills as well so i learned stuff at you know grandpa wrestling and i learned other things at future shock then i went and started training with uh, marty jones for many years uh learned the british style from him and i've just again i've just started going to different training schools and i still do it now everyone's got something different to show i learned that from when i was doing my, my tie boxing years ago i went to another gym one time and they showed something different i realized every gym's got their own speciality that they show and so I, I put the same concept of pro wrestling. You know, some gyms are really good at certain, you know, like if you want to learn British style technical wrestling, like Marty Jones is brilliant to go and learn from. And, you know, if you want to learn and there's certain aspects that certain gyms would show. So yeah, that, that's one advice that I would say, I, I do tell a lot of people is go and train at other training schools. Wow. Yeah, pick up, uh, you know, pick everyone's head. Um, sorry, pick the knowledge and just, you know, and you're, you're, you're broadening your skill set then. And that's what I started doing uh, years ago. And uh, and now I'm at the point where, now I'm not, not saying like, I mean, I'm, I'm still learning myself, but the skills and uh, the technical wrestling and that I've picked up over the years, I'm now at the point now where I'm going to start opening up my own training school uh, in Warrington, teaching pro wrestling. So the skills that I've learned even over the years from, uh, you know, like jujitsu and catch wrestling and, and, you know, and other styles and obviously the, the British style of pro wrestling. If I can put all that into, I want to start getting more people involved in that style of professional wrestling bring bring a lot more realism and wrestling back into professional wrestling i've seen on your instagram it's warrington wrestling academy isn't it that, yes yeah. yeah and um one of your one of your posts on instagram was about is it catchers catch can catchers catch can yeah so that, like, can you tell us a bit more about that actual style and that because i was quite interested when i read it yeah so it's catchers catch can wrestling is you know it's an old form of it's now people shorten it down to catch wrestling but it's an old form of saying basically catch what you can and so the thing about catch wrestling, it's what pro wrestling came from. So it's the same rule sets, pins or submissions. And it's a sport where, so it's based on pins and submissions, but it's a sport that the, the miners used to do. So in Lancashire, the miners, uh, you know, they used to do it for sport and they used to have bets on each other and they used to wrestle uh, and they used to do it in fields as well. And over time, it became more of a, uh, a broader sport. So like, say like a hundred years ago, when like your yeah, boxing was huge and you had wrestling was huge. They were like the two sports that everyone, you know, that everyone knew about. Yeah, that the world champion, you know, for each one. So catch wrestling is just, it basically is. If you were to look at jujitsu, jujitsu doesn't have pins. So you can, you can lay on your back and you can, you know, submit people on your back. But it's a lot slower pace there. Whereas wrestling or catch wrestling, it's basically freestyle wrestling with submissions in. So it's a lot more faster paced. My dad said that uh, when the fair used to come around when they were a kid, there would be a guy and it was like last two minutes with me and win a, win a fiver sort of thing. And that was yeah. catches catch can wrestling. That's Lancashire wrestling. Apparently William Regal used to hustle down on Blackpool Pier doing it. Yeah. yeah. So what they used to do with there is uh, with the carnivals, they used to come, you know, they, they, they used to come to town and what they would do is still, and, and I, I'm going to go off on one as well on different That's things. Fine. But what they, what they used to do is, they have someone going through, you put a mark on, you know, these talking about people being a mark, you should draw a mark on people. Now, like I say, it might be like white chalk, or whatever on them. And you should mark people out. And these are the people they'll try and target. So the wrestlers would try and target someone and, you know, to, to you know, come and challenge, come and challenge him, come and, you know, and bet money on them as well. I, I think as well, the wrestlers, they, when they used to wrestle each other, they'll make it, you know, they'll have someone who's like quite, um, 
what's the term? You know, they were lean and slender. You know, they'll be like strong as anything, but they'll be very lean and strength. And you know, armor strength, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah, like if if, if you look to them, you'd think, oh, he's he's not really much. He's uh, you know, I, I could beat him. Just a slender kind of guy. And used to have people like that. And you know, up for you know, who can beat this this fella? And then they get people out of the crowd, you know, let's say the marks, they would target them. They come out of the crowd and then they just batter them. <laughs> um, yeah, just, you know, because they're deceivingly, um, they can be deceivingly strong, some of these fellas. But yeah, they used to do the carnivals as well. And, it, and then it became, obviously over time, it became a lot more of a sport. And then, uh, and then it became, basically became professional wrestling is what it is today. But professional wrestling 100 years ago looked very different to what it does today. You can imagine there was no jumping off top ropes. There was no punching. It was it was literally uh, wrestling. <laughs> There's some old black and white footage knocking about. I'll send you over, Ellis, because it is just wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 interesting to see that like you can still see where bits of that are now, but it's it's you know it's, well, it's progressed along. I was just looking there because we're doing like, on our next pod we're doing uh, like predictions for Wrestle Kingdom, and I was I was putting like all the ma- the match card into our uh, like shared doc, and one of them's a catch wrestling match. Oh yeah, Shibata. yeah, but it's Shibata. It's because Shibata can't take any blows to the head, otherwise his head will fall off, won't it? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah so right. they're doing. It's going to be him and Gresham, isn't it? Yeah. Was it? Well, that hmm, that's that's my predicto. <laughs> oh, oh, they're not. Yeah, they got there. It's X at the moment. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be Gresham, uh, which should. Be a, be a cracker to be honest yeah now I understand I saw that and that's why your Instagram post had kind of hooked me because I was yeah. like oh, I'm sure I've just read about this cat like, I, I love the style of as a sport itself so I've, I've um, been competing in catch wrestling uh, I mean I've competed in like jiu-jitsu and other things over the years but like wrestling uh, I love it I think it's so fun and obviously it's what professional wrestling came from and one of my goals is trying to get more catch wrestling involved in professional wrestling. When I started learning catch wrestling, so there's a lot of throws and uh, holds that you do in pro wrestling. Obviously, it's it's evolved over time from what it was in catch. But I picked up catch very quickly because I was like, oh, this is just like a, a hip toss in pro wrestling. Or, oh, this is just a, you know, everything kind of linked. And I was able to pick up catch wrestling quite well. Like, like see, <clears throat> seeing where, you know, the suplex where, you know, you've got him, got a headlock, put his arm around your head and you put him up vertically. Mm. Like, you know, that, that kind of suplex, like stolen suplex. Well, that position when you've got your, you do a variation, you can do a variation of that in actual catch wrestling. You wouldn't lift him up overhead, but it'd be more like you shoot. When you've got in that position, you shoot low and you can throw him over. So it's like pro wrestling's, very much over-exaggerated all the catch wrestling moves well, for, it's, for a show sense. It's it's showmanship as well, isn't it? It's, it's exactly, exactly that. Yeah. This is the, the, the big argument I always have with people where they're, they're very, well, you know, it's not real. I was like, yes, it? it's, but you try doing that and not hurt yourself. It's, oh, yeah. it's still a tremendous yeah. physical activity. Oh, yeah. And there is a credible possibility for things to go wrong and people to get seriously injured. So you can't disprove it by saying, I mean, they're not actively physically trying to hurt each other, but there is that possibility oh definitely like i've had you know i've been concussed and uh i've done both my ankles in um as I, I think one i think i never went to the hospital but i think one of my feet actually broke it because there's a bone that doesn't sit where it used to, <laughs> there's a bone that i don't have on <laughs> one foot and i do have on the other so i think i you know there's, a, there's you know there's a few um yeah i know lads i know i've been in the ring and or been in training sessions where lads knees have literally you heard them pop uh, yeah, I say it's it's still dangerous pro wrestling. When I started pro wrestling training, so it, we went through an induction, and I was what twenty. I think near enough twenty people turned up for this induction. Only f- you know for the first week, only four of us came back the second week. 
because I think a lot of people realize, oh, this is pretty impactful. This really hard. <laughs> yeah, well, well it, it's 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 impactful. It's like um, you're being thrown <laughs> on a canvas repetitively. Uh, you're taking clotheslines off people, and it, it's you know it's it, it's it is impactful. But I think a lot of people just thought, oh, it's oh, it's a it's a bouncy castle in the ring. And it's it's bloody <laughs> not. It's it's wood. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't like land properly. You first took bumps like. But I don't. Team? I'd already done judo and things over the years, so I was I was used to taking a break fall. Mm. The only thing with pro wrestling, it's a lot. Um, sorry, I put my hand over the camera. <laughs> the other thing with pro wrestling is a lot um, bigger break falls. I'd say a lot of variety of break falls as well that you're going to take. Um, yeah, but I, I was I was okay with learning how to how to bump as we call it. Yeah, it's interesting that saying like only four came back. I was watching. Um... The, the series two of Ruth, ruthless aggression on the wwe network yeah and it was showing about like training like younger people like your batistas and all that who came but it showed um when kurt angle was training like yeah. in a warehouse with like mm. edge and all these people and apparently after the first session kurt angle was like i can't do this and he, yeah. he, what, he, he went to leave and he had to be convinced to give it another go yeah yeah it, it is um yeah man it, it lives in path on it and they say as well you've only got a certain number of bumps in your body they say you know, before you start feeling, it. I, I, luckily, I think I'm still doing all right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I know, I know lads though who were, uh, you know, after the match, they're like, "Oh my god, my back," or "Oh, I'm wrecking." And uh, I, I'm, I'm quite fortunate though in that sense. How, how long have you done it? Over t- ten years now. I started training in 2011. So it'll be ten years now, unless you want to miss out a year for COVID. That's uh, <laughs> that's you know, that's a good probably sixteen months actually that was missed. But yes. Did you did you start as Tetsu Kev? Did you say? Or was that? Yeah. So the way it came about was I started training at Grand Pro Wrestling, and the promoter there for Grand Pro Wrestling is Johnny Brannigan, and he's really good at coming up with characters for you. So one time in in training, he says to me, Kev, I, you know, I've got an idea for you. So he'll, he'll come to you with an idea of you know for a, a character, let's say. And he comes to me and says, Kev, I've, I've got an idea for you. You know, he said, you're a good looking guy. What if you were like the ladies man, kind of like a James Bond kind of ladies man kind of guy. So I thought, okay. So I went home that week and I watched loads of, you know, like chick flicks and, you know, to get ideas and, and things. And, <laughs> I, and I came back the next week and I, I go to get in the ring. So he says like, you know, Kevin, so-and-so get in the ring. But instead he says, sexy Kev, get in the ring. And everyone went, huh, Sexy Kev? And that was it then. That was the first time he called me Sexy Kev. And from then on, it just became, when, I, when I'm wrestling, People were like, Kev, swallow your hips. Or Kev, do this and do that. And it was more for banter in training. I was just <laughs> swirling my hips and I might just take my shirt off. And that was all like, just to make everyone laugh, really. And it, this this character evolved from a ladies' man into, into just a pure stripper. <laughs> when it came to making my debut, he says to me, what do you want to be, want to be called? I was like, oh, I, want, I, I like the name Sexy Kev. And that was it. I stuck with the name Sexy Kev. And I was using that name anyway before I even debuted for Grand Pro Wrestling. I was just using that name all the time anyway, yeah. for, for everything really, just in everyday life. I was calling myself on Facebook, Sexy Kevin, all that. I hadn't even debuted in wrestling yet, I just started calling myself it. So it, it, it stuck though, people, even to this day now, I still do Sexy Kev at some promotions, but even this day now, if I go to a class, say like my old jiu-jitsu class and I go in, they all call me, oh, Sexy Kev. And then they have to explain to the new guys and be like, right, this, this is why we call him Sexy Kev. We're, we're, we're not all like the extra friendly here. <laughs> um, yeah, my 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 um my son, he's like seven tomorrow. He's he loves he loves he loves you. And we've had to. I've never seen my wife move so fast as when because we've got like a Google Telly. And he was on YouTube and he like pressed to speak to Google and he went play sexy Kev on YouTube. And we're like, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me that. So I yeah. had to teach him how to put in LMAFAO. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he yeah. Can get the songs. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
but you've also got him into the darkness as well because you've been coming out to oh yeah i wanted to come out to that for a long time anyway with i think it was during the lockdowns i think a lot of us had a lot of time to reflect and think about things and, and i was like you know what? when i come back i want to come back with a different song and something upbeat i think i've been doing sexy and i know it for about seven years let's say probably time to change to change that song yeah that's a good one um yeah. And like, I mean, you mentioned it before about like you like the technical style. And to be honest, because we only saw, for me, I'm not talking future, I just saw you coming out as a sexy guest. And I was like, oh, is he like the gimmick guy? <laughs> like, good, but is he like the gimmick guy? And then the last catch, that main event that you had, I was like, mm. whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that main event was phenomenal. I was like, that okay, was no, banging that, yeah, no, this is not, a, this is a guy who can go. Um, can you tell us about that, that, that show and that? You had like a series, was it called the Enigma series? It was the Enigma yeah. series, yeah. Yeah, can you tell us about that? Because we didn't go to the Enigma, we went to the, the final the final show. Yeah, so they started doing Monday night shows, uh, like a mini tournament for the first, uh, I think it's the Catchweight Championship, I think it is. But um, they started doing like a, and it was like a point system as well, this, uh, yeah, like block, block A and block B. It was cool to wrestle on a Monday night. I've never wrestled on, you know, every two weeks it was, we had to be in Manchester. Monday night show and, and they, they were good shows well and again they were they were quite intimate shows it's, you know it's a smaller venue you know and but they, it's because it's a lot more closer in you know it's a lot more intimate and started doing them and then so it came down to me and Thelwell got the most points in that you know I, I think I got a clean sweep of victories and I think Thelwell got like two and one draw or something so anyway we, we ended up facing the finals and yeah but I, I really I really really enjoyed that match uh looking back actually before when, when the match was starting and obviously, Thelwell had his uh, had a bunch of you know of the crowd for him, and the crowd was cheering for me. It was like 50-50, and the rooms was and I enjoyed the electricity in that room. I was, I was buzzing. Yeah, I, I think I think we were both. I could see it in him as well. The adrenaline was both. Uh, but yeah, I I really really enjoyed that match. I remember at one point, Lion on the, uh, I think he'd he'd hit whatever move on me. I remember Lion on the, on the mat looking at the ceiling. Uh, I kicked out of something. One, two, kick out. Crowd went, ah! I, mean, I think everyone was stamping their feet and I just remember thinking of this boss. This <laughs> 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 like, is awesome. But with that, my first match back after uh, COVID, you know, sorry, after you know the pandemic and all that. So this would have been maybe June or July 2021 was actually against Farewell for, uh, for Catch Pro. And we were actually in the pre-show, pre-show match. But, you know, that Catch 2, the Catch 2 show? Yeah. Is yeah, that the first show that you guys one. went to, you said? Yeah, Catch 2, yeah. Yeah, so we were, I think, I think it was that one. We were in the pre-show for that. Was that one, the other women's tournament? Yeah. Yes, well? that was two. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so we were in the pre-show for that. So that was my first match after 16 months. Um, and it was just kind of, and next, we were both in the pre-show, and then next thing, when you're a few months later, we're then in the main event for, for the, you know, for a title. That was quite a cool, like, you know, come around story. But when you say a, a moment ago about the... Yeah, you know, well, the the sexy Kev thing. What happened was for years I was sexy Kev, and I was doing the whole you know stripper gimmick and all that. And in between moves, I'd swear on my hips and way, and you know it got good pops and that. But I've always loved and enjoyed the more technical wrestling style, and it started becoming a bit of a, a hindrance when I'd want to do more technical uh, wrestling and matches, and people would be like, "Oh no, you don't need to do all that. You should just do swear your hips. That's that's what gets you over." And I was like, yeah, I do know it gets me over, but at the same time, I want to enjoy myself performing. So I started, that's when I started after a while. Uh, and the other thing as well was I want to face more wrestling opponents and have, you know, uh, 
you know, much better matches, more technical wrestlers on the face. And I was getting put against quite often against like just just like comedy wrestlers. And I'm like, but I'm not I'm not really a comedy wrestler. I, I wanna I wanna actually do wrestling. Yeah. So anyway, that's why after a while I kind of dropped or you know moved away from the sexy gimmick, started just being Kevloid. Then I started having matches with people. I was able to actually show more technical wrestling, let's say. Um, I managed to go over to, to Germany as well for WXW twice and, and things like that. And, you know, I just started getting out there more. But then what I found was wherever I went, even if I was coming out as just Kev Lloyd, the whole room's chatting sexy Kev at me anyway. <laughs> so, That's your then, legacy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, one time I'd, I'd gone over to BWR and I'd never wrestled in BWR before. And uh, I, I came out as Kev Lloyd. I was serious, Kev, as some people dubbed me as. And the whole room was trying to sexy Kev at me. I was thinking, I, I'm, this is Grimsby. This is on the other side of the country. I'm in Warrington near Liverpool. This is the complete other side of the country. And I'm thinking, wow. Like, <laughs> the whole room's trying to sexy Kev at me. I was thinking, wow, I've not, I've not been over here before and everyone's chanting this at me. Um, yeah, yeah. So so that's why in the end, I've now I've just, you know what, I'm doing just sex, sexy shooter, mixing the two. If I can, you know, I'll come out, do my sexy stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll actually uh, grapple and wrestle people on the mat. Sure, I can do both. But I'm enjoying myself, especially, you know, the, the actual technical wrestling side of things. Um, who, I love who have you wrestled that you, that you, who do you really enjoy wrestling with that style? My, do you know, my, probably my favourite opponent I've faced would be Dave Graves. Um, I think at the moment he's having some time out, not, uh, you know, since the pandemic and that. But there's a match with him. On it's on YouTube actually, uh, and that was like tied on 2019, and we did British rounds. So I think it was best out of five rounds. I think it was. Uh, I think it's like three five minute rounds. Uh, I loved it, and that was just um, like Dave. Dave is the same as me. He, he like he loves technical wrestling style, and we did um, that was for the title championship as well. Um, that, you know, if, if you want to check that out, that's a that's a good yeah, match. That's, that's one of my favorite matches I've actually probably had as well. Is there anyone that you've got in your your eye line for 2022 that you'd really like to wrestle? Um, Dean Allmark. I, I think uh, I, I've said before. I've, I think I've told him before that I want to face him at some point. <laughs> Again, that that technical style. Uh, I'd love to face Dean Allmark, and I can't think there are other names out there as well that I'd love to face. I like to wrestle other people as well. More, you know, um, maybe branch out a little bit more. Maybe a bit more down south and face some different opponents. Good. What yeah. what promotions and that have you have you worked with and like really enjoyed working with and why why choose them? If you know what I, mean? I really enjoy uh, Future Shock. I've been wrestling for them for years. I think they took a um, I was doing sexy Kev there, but I, you know I feel like and they've took a they've took a chance on me as well. I feel so I was doing sexy Kev there, but I started getting booked in more serious storylines, and I just feel. Some of the opponents I've faced there, I just feel like maybe a better wrestler all around. So I really enjoy working at um, at Future Shock. Uh, well, so I, uh, I really enjoy Tidal. The kind of crowds that they have there, uh, you can get a bit more. You get away a bit more with more uh, technical wrestling rather than uh, family show, let's say. But where's then, that, and then, where's that one? Oh, they're they're based in like Leeds, Leeds area. And another one is, uh, but I enjoy wrestling Morecambe for Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Or over the years, it, it, before them, it was um, Alpha Omega Wrestling. And the, the crowd there, so I do do Sexy Kev there, but the crowd there are just like the bonkers because um, <laughs> they absolutely love wrestling. It's still real to them, as they say, in, in Morecambe. So, uh, but that's one of the different side of things. They're very family-based show, but just very easy crowd to work. <laughs> we, when we went to the first show, we were like, "This is this is crazy." Yeah, there's French or PW. There's there's a crowd when you when when we come out the curtain. There's a crowd always sat on the left, um, or a big group on the left, and the um, 
Yeah, they get really into it. <laughs> the Markham Divas, I call it. Oh, right, right. <laughs> that, we had uh, we had we, we had Ethan Edwards on a couple of months ago, and he he talked about them. So when you yeah, yeah so when you come out and on the left, there's a bunch of women there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we sit right near them, and we were like, oh, these are really into it. And, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I was, I'd never heard words like that come out of a lady's mouth before. Yeah, it was supposed to be a family show. I was <laughs> like, calm down, love. Yeah. <laughs> there's also yeah. those two guys that always sit on the right hand side as well, though. In Morecambe, the the big lad I, I, again, but he's very vocal all the way through it as well. He makes people. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Ethan said they were called. They are, they are actually called the Morecambe Divas, and they they are known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have the same seat every time. How did the uh, wrestling academy come about? Then you said you, you is it starting in January? Yeah. So what I'm doing? So the Warrington Wrestling Academy. What I'm doing is I'm having somewhere. Over the years, I've picked up a lot of skills. So I say we're pro wrestling, but also uh, the catch wrestling and also like freestyle wrestling. So I'm gonna, have, I want to have somewhere. What I wanted to do throughout lockdown, I've been, so I've been working like an office job, work from home throughout the lockdown, uh, and that's kind of like you know what I've been wanting to do it for years. Open up my own training place, and yeah, never got around to doing it. Anyway, so I finally decided to bite the bullet. So at the moment, I'm based out. I'll be based out of Hardwire MMA in Warrington, but from there, I'll be teaching catch wrestling. So part of that's going to be as well, um, where I normally train and help coach at the Snake Pit. I'll be now, you know, helping and coaching, sorry, or, or actually coaching in Warrington, catch wrestling, and also I'll be doing pro wrestling as well. So the pro wrestling style is going to be very much, again, like technical wrestling style. So it's going to be having, I'll be actually putting in moves, like I try and do myself when I perform, moves from, you know, from wrestling, from jujitsu, from sambo wrestling, and just, you know, even moves from Muay Thai as well that I've learned over the years. Just putting a bit of, you know, a bit of everything, all these little martial arts, and actually put them into pro wrestling. Because at the end of the day, you're, you know, you're performing a fight at the end of the day. And this sport as well came from professional wrestling. So I just want to bring more um, more realism back into professional wrestling is what I want to try and do. So again, so adding in like judo throws or double leg takedowns, single leg takedowns. If we were performing a fight, I feel like we should actually look like we can fight is, is, what, I, is what I feel. I, as a fan, so I, again, so I've, I've been you know, training in different style for years. I feel when you watch certain people, you can tell who, who knows what they're doing and who doesn't. You know, for, as a, from a martial arts side of things, I think... If you know if you know how to legitimately put an armbar on, you're gonna perform it much better. Yeah. The amount of times I've seen armbars, for example, Alberto Del Rio bloody hated his armbar. <laughs> uh, I always thought, yeah, um, there's a certain aspects of an armbar when you if you do it legitimately, um, you can make it look very real. But if you're gonna be sat in an armbar, which in MMA, UFC, and all that is an instant finish, and you're gonna be sat in an armbar for like ten minutes, not tapping out. You know, the, the, where's the where's the realism there? That kind of thing. It doesn't make sense, does it? Straight away, you'd say, you know what, pro wrestling's fake because everyone knows that the UFC over there, an armbar, um, you'll be tapped out in a few seconds, wouldn't you? What did you make of Ronda Rousey's transition? Did you I, watch I any of that? I thought, um, like, I'm I'm not, I'm, I don't watch Raw week by week. Um, you know, I watch, I catch the big main shows like WrestleMania and that. But her debut at WrestleMania, I thought it was brilliant. And I loved as well. Well, I, I love the style anyway of throwing in, you know, the judo throws and all that. Uh, but then also, um, the, the, my favorite moment of that was when I think I think she dragged out Triple H was going for a pin. I think she dragged him off Triple H or something like that. Anyway, Triple H is kind of going, "Oh, come on, then!" And Ronda Rousey squares up with him and bam, 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 bam in the corner. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought it was even then just the just the the strikes there, the you know, the body shots. They make more 
you know, as she, it was almost like she was boxing Triple H you know, on the corner again. Just a lot more realism to just you know, uh, just, just it's, it's a it's a different way of looking at things. But I really enjoyed uh, when she came in. I thought I thought it was great. Yeah, we I watched that in a in a pub in Manchester live, and like it, everyone was like, oh, this match, and not bothered. And yeah. then it started, and they were like, oh my god, <laughs> the, the crowd was just going crazy. And uh, yeah, she was she was really good. Yeah, it was boss. Who do you when you when you said like in was it when you were in school two thousand and two, and you said you used to look at people, and they were they were like you. Who who was it you were looking up to when you were watching wrestling? Um, controversial. I didn't know he didn't know he's only a murderer, but Chris, uh, Chris Benoit. <laughs> Um, yeah, very controversial to talk about now. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but he always stuck out in my mind of, you know, he watched, because uh, I think he released a DVD, uh, Hard Knocks or something like that anyway. Um, but he was a wrestling fan. He, he idolized the Dynamite Kid and he grew up to be a professional wrestler. And I was, that, for me, I was always like, well, that means I can do it then. If he's done it, I can do it. And that's, you know, that's, that's how... Um, and someone else as well. Uh, someone else did a similar thing, but well, a lot of them had done it. Like Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels grew up watching wrestling and wanted to be a wrestler. And I'd say as well, Shawn Michaels was my uh, was my hero back in like 2002. And up until he retired, I'm still gutted he's retired. But uh, he's yeah, got one was more some... left in him. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, after but... that last one, <laughs> Saudi Arabia. No, after the blood money one. No. Yeah. 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 Sometimes though, I don't really want them to come back. I'm like, just you know, like, what, is it, what do they say? Leave the memories alone. Yeah. <laughs> I really respected that he was proper. No, I'm not. Yeah, and he did that one. Um, yeah, I know when you got back into wrestling a couple of years ago, Joe, and I was like, come and watch Mike was an Undertaker because you'd never watched it. Then mm-hmm. I came out of work yeah. and I just had a series of messages from Joe. Going, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's that's a banger that one. Yeah, and it's just them things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I say I think that's is that not true for a lot of wrestlers though? Is that you you watch it growing up and go, that's what I want to do. Yeah, uh, I, well, I think like people, I think Batista wasn't a, and Brock Lesnar wasn't a wrestling fan. They were um, just kind of players. Yeah, that's the that is not the Vince way though. Is you bring in <laughs> bring in meaty men like that? I, I, I don't. I, I I always find it difficult, especially for like smaller people it, it, it can't just be a job that you fall into like mm. one day you're selling turnips and then the next minute you're like i'm going to be a wrestler today it has to be something that you you really want to do because like you said it's not easy no no yeah. it's a lot of graft it's it's a mm. lot of work mm. so it's that dedication to it that i think you really have to love what you do to, to want to do it unless yeah. you are a big big batista man or stuff and you go and do your six months in the in the factory, and then is it still the factory that WWE use? Or is it just the training center now? Just the training yeah, performance center. Performance center, yeah. 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 Well, back in um, uh, 2012, so I started training in 2011. In 2012, Robbie Brookside came up, came over and did a seminar, uh, and this is in Manchester, cool. and so and we all knew he's from the WWE and a, and a talent. Well, I don't know if he still is, but he was a talent scout at the time for WWE. And I remember him saying at the time, "We're only looking for you know." Um, guys over six foot and you know and it was kind of so I, I'm I'm five foot eight so for me it was like oh okay well you know I, I just thought you know I'm just going to enjoy the rides but the next thing you know uh, Daniel Bryan is the world champion a few years later I think he's about the same height as me and I was like oh okay there's, you know, there's still more hope for you know guys like me and then some of the and then other lads as well uh, I think AJ Styles isn't a massive fella either and just more you know uh, I don't want to say smaller but you know, shorter guys are becoming some of the best wrestlers that they've got. And it kind of, for me, oh, and, and the next thing you know, they're, they're signing other lads like Tyler Bate and all sorts. And it's kind of like, okay, this is actually a real, <laughs> there's a real possibility that, you know, you could get signed now. 
So that kind of, uh, re, you know, I won't say reignited, but kind of added fuel to the fire of, okay, actually, you could probably get somewhere with this now. Who are your favourite wrestlers now to watch? To watch? I don't really watch modern pro wrestling, to be honest. I kind of, I like to just flick on an old match, let's say. Uh, and it could be from like the 60s or you know, mm-hmm. the 80s or whatever. Yeah, I just kind of just, I wouldn't really say I've got anyone right now. I, I still think people, I, like, I enjoy watching people like Daniel Bryan still. Uh, and Finn Balor. Uh, I, I think part of that though is, is I've met you know uh, Finn Balor you know I, I met him twice in real life and he's just a really nice guy. I remember I was I was a fan of him as you know when he was Prince Devitt. He did a seminar in Manchester and when I met him as a person and uh, I was just kind of like after that I was like I really like you now because he's just a, a nice fella. <laughs> uh, he was he was just one of the lads really. You, you tell he was just a fan of wrestling. Um, yeah, but I, I wouldn't really say I watch anyone modern. I just kind of just flick on YouTube or. Um, or WWE Network, let's say, and I just put on might be something like like uh, like an Orbit Flare match or Terry Funk match or um, Bruno Suzuki or mm. a bit of anyone really. Or the other one I've been watching is like Luthez, some of his old matches. And there's some spots there, and I'm like, oh, brilliant! I'm going to steal that one. And do, yeah. do you find watching wrestling as a wrestler alters how you watch it? If that makes sense. Yeah. So when I started pro wrestling training, we talked about started talking about like let's say like match structure and things like that. And then when I then started actually watching wrestling, it was like, oh yeah, I can see it all now. Yeah, and you knew, and you knew what was going to come up next. So you could see he's going to do that now, and he's going to do that, and you can you kind of started figuring out um, a lot of stuff. So yeah, it has. It's very rarely that I watch a, a match, and I'm like, and I'll be really in the moment of. Um, I'm never really like very rarely. I'm like, oh come on, I want you to win. I want you to win. <laughs> very rarely ever like that. But I'll be watching, I could be watching a match as a fan of like, oh, that was a good move. And oh, that was a really good you know, moment, let's say. So I kind of watch things a little bit different now as, as a fan. But that's, again, with, with the uh, British wrestling scene, I'd much rather go and watch live and be in the crowd. And you hear, you know, you can hear the chops or the kicks or the, you know, the impacts and all that. You can, you can hear it. And, you know, it's, it's sometimes when I go to a show like that and I'm in the room, I'm a fan then because I'm, I'm way more engaged. If I'm watching wrestling at home, you know, my, my phone is at my side. I might be on my phone or, you know, or, you know I mean? there's a lot less engagement there. So I, when you talk about your first question before about British wrestling, I think, yeah, just being in the room, it's a lot more intimate and you, you can get really like drawn in as well watching wrestling. Was it, ca- was it Catch 2, Joe, and it was like just like a wooden pee floor and someone went flying over the top? Oh, it's, it's in the academy, wasn't it? So academy it's just a wooden too, yeah. dance floor. I think it's slightly sprung. But even so, they took a burn out of that ring and went right on it. And I was like, oh, that's that's not gone right, has it? That, that was, yeah. Mm. <sighs> that was, yeah, that was when we were like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not, not wanting people to get hurt, but like you said, you hear it, you see it. It, it becomes a lot more visceral because yeah. you're up close and personal with it. And you're not, like you said, you're not 2,000 seats back watching it on a giant telly. I can stay at home and do that. Yeah. Mm. The stories, like we we say it to everyone who comes on, like the naivety of us was we just thought we were just going to go watch a b- bunch of wrestling matches, but then going to repeated shows, like, oh no, there's actually like threads running through here. The stories, there's things being yeah. set up. Oh, I need to go yeah. back now. Yeah, mm. that was genuinely a surprise because having only ever seen um, what was it like the American style wrestling where they had knockoffs of American wrestlers. Like, yeah, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was brilliant because it was oh, like, like um like a fake Kane or a fake Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was that, and it was just a series of random matches. And I was like, "This is great, I guess," but 
but now with this and there is there is underlying stories and stuff running throughout it it yeah. it, it, it rewards you for showing up basically it's i really like it uh, <laughs> i didn't send you that link through Alice, did i but do you remember um brian glover the teacher from kaz yeah yeah well he was a wrestler wasn't he Back in the day, he was on World of Sport Wrestling. Leon Harris, the man from Paris, uh, he has a he has yeah. I mean, it was a simpler time. You didn't need a, uh, but he has. A, I'll send you through the link. He has a really good match. that's like twenty five minutes, but it's got it all. It's got proper wrestling. It's got comedy bits in it. It's it's so good, and it's in front of all these old ladies with perms just smoking, and it's tremendous stuff. It, it's really good. Someone sent me a link through on Twitter of it, and like broke it down, and I was like, I have to watch this now because it's tremendous, tremendous stuff. Something old stuff as well like the style back then there's some you can watch in some brilliant little spots or you know moves that you go i've not seen that before and this is it it's full of these just these little little bits now that you sort of take for granted but it is very very catch wrestling but then mm. like there's just a bit where he's just booting him on the floor yeah and every all the old ladies go boo because he's you know he's the heel in this but it's it's just really and like the guy he's fighting has got like a comb over because he's about 70 it <laughs> looks like it's just I'll, I'll send you the link because it's it's really fun yes yeah. because i mean that's my first experience of wrestling was world of sport wrestling was sort of big daddy and kendo nagasaki and all of the uk stuff by then but i didn't know that the teacher from kez was a wrestler and so i was going that's that's mr rottweiler from bottom yes he had a long and illustrious wrestling career where he became an actor yeah fun facts there yeah you're into a lot of um i've done i've done before um wrestling at a show and then you know someone will come up to me in the crowd and be like i used to wrestle in my you know you'd be an older fella and you'd be like i used to wrestle in my day well the other week i was at a um i was at a you know a funeral and and um someone i was talking to someone's dad and he was like oh i used to pro wrestle and he started talking to me and i was like i just don't know who you know there's a lot of people out there yeah 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 mm, yeah and speaking of kind of nakasaki he was in the um he was in the snake pit i think was it probably would have been early 2020 before the world ended. I think he, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I remember, I remember he came and sat down, and we we're all doing, we we're all training. And he came and sat down, and he was on, you know, one of the benches. And but I, I recognised his face because I remember, I still remember the, I've seen the clip you know, when he takes his mask off. Your mask, face. Him, yeah, yeah. So I recognised his face, and then uh, Roy, who's the head coach of the Snake, calls me over and says, "You know who this is?" And I'm like out of breath, and I'm like. It's a Kendo Nakasaki, and then uh, you know I end up having a, I end up getting a photo with him as well. He's not he's not bothered about about having a photo taken with his mask off because um but apparently at a time he wouldn't have any photos taken. Mm. Oh, that's 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 when kayfabe was still real. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so the Undertaker was doing random things. Yeah, no, it was a big <laughs> thing. It was a big thing being unmasked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have you have you ever uh, lost a couple really? Um have you have you always worked as a face? No, I've I've um, I've worked a heel as heel uh, quite often quite a lot as well. Yeah. And I, I, if anything I probably prefer working heel. I was gonna well. say, I can actually imagine you being a really good heel. Yeah, I enjoy I think you could be way more aggressive as a heel. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I don't I don't I'm a nice guy in real life, so I don't really get a chance to really do all that kind of stuff. So it's just nice to be a bit more uh, aggressive in the ring, let's say. But yeah, there's definitely some places where, you know, I've I've, uh, I've been healed. But over time, I still end up going back to babyface. I think I'm just naturally. Um, I think some people just naturally want to cheer me. <laughs> I think I'm just be more about it. People are uh, yeah. But, but when I first debuted at GPW, so I came out as a stripper. And on paper, sexy Kev, the sexiest man alive. On paper, I'm meant to be a heel, and I come out during a battle royal as my debut. 
and you know, rip off the pants, and I'm like, damn, I'm sexy. And the room was like, yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was cheering me, and I was like, oh, this is not going to plan it. <laughs> and then by default, I just became a baby face. Then I think people just they say like the best gimmicks are the ones that you know you you, you can explain it even in one word, like stripper. You know, the, the, everyone just identified straight away what I was, what I'm trying to portray, and um. But yeah, even when I was trying to be like, I'm the sexiest man in the room and all this, and everyone's just like, yeah. <laughs> so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. You meant to be me. Uh, I've seen I've seen a few of the uh, people on the scene doing like what the 2022 wrestling goal. So I suppose like finish off really what would be your your goals for the upcoming year? I'm still thinking about this, really. Uh, like one thing to so what I'm doing is I'm actually I work when I'm not at the week rest on the weekends, I actually do work uh you know full time job. I'm actually looking to go part time on jobs so I can coach a lot more. So some of the goals in twenty twenty two would be so Warrington Wrestling Academy to get that, you know, uh, a nice comfy income from that, get that going, get you know, um and establish a quite a few regulars as well for those classes. Because as well with the I enjoy coaching as well. So that's one thing. Uh they've got the Snapit World Championships coming up as well. So that's another goal of mine. That'll be in uh, June the 4th that's another goal that I'm measuring up to do uh, and then a lot of my goals really actually are more like fitness or uh, you know I, I like to get uh, a, a lot leaner in myself as well trim up my physique and then as, as a professional wrestling I'd love to bring back more British rounds matches you know the um, you know five rounds let's say whether it's like the best out of three rounds you know best out of three or, mm. uh, or even just the British rounds but I love that style I've done a few of them a few of those matches and then you can tell a lot of stories with those kind of matches as well. So that's one thing I'd, I'd, I'd really like to get involved in a lot more would be British rounds matches and also face some really good uh, technical wrestlers as well in the country. So like people like, uh, you know, like Dean or Mark or uh, I think I think James Mason's retired now, but he'd be another one as well. I'd, I'd really love to face. Um, yeah, I'm still thinking about my 2022 goals, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's just on the top of my head. <laughs> oh, thank you. Still got a few days left. Um, yeah. uh, to finish, do you want to do like a, a go-home promo for the WWA then? So we can t- take like a snip of it and put that out if you want. Yep. Yeah, so uh, Warrington Wrestling Academy is going to be based out of Hardwire MMA Gym in Warrington. So I'll be teaching professional wrestling with a lot more... Uh, Martial arts involved, so judo throws, catch wrestling, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai. Trying to get a lot more realism back involved into professional wrestling. And I'll also be teaching as well catch wrestling. So the art of pins and submissions. uh, And I'll be teaching that in Warrington as well. Uh, There'll be more classes as well coming up soon. Just going to work out a little bit more. But hopefully be teaching kids classes and things like that as well in Warrington. Thank you very much. It sounds exciting and I uh, hope it all goes well for you. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, yeah, thanks. thanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's a really nice one. It's nice to end the year with one of these and I um, hope 2022 is good for you. Yeah, thank you. And you too as well. Hope you. See you later. Thanks.